This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rick Siegmund. Rick Siegmund, brick and mortar business. That is his focus. So congratulations, Rick. If you guys want to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show, in order to enter, simply subscribe to the show on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Top Tribe, you're listening to episode 314. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Jessica Butcher. She just literally got back from maternity leave. She has $100 million raised for augmented reality company and over 65 million users. How is she doing this? Top Tribe, good morning to everybody. Our guest this morning is coming off a high. We'll talk about that in a second. He's just sold his business, but his name is Salim Chowdhury, and he loves being disruptive. Let me tell you, his corporate past life involves senior business strategy roles at News Corp and Trinity Mirror, where he developed new business models and digital formats. His entrepreneurial past life involves product and CTO roles at cloud security firm ScanSafe, which Cisco acquired for $183 million. And his last human week, human cloud for management consulting firm Skillbridge was acquired by TopTool, which we'll talk about. So Salim, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. I am excited to have you here. One, because of the, the, the angle, the bent towards digital that you have, which I do want to talk about, but let's start, let's kind of go reverse. Tell us what the current business was, Skillbridge. You just sold it. We'll get to that in a second, but what does Skillbridge do and how'd you make money? Well, Skillbridge was a, uh, it's an intelligent online platform uh, to get management consultants uh, to companies that want them on demand. So it is, you know, it's yet another, you know, Uber of or human cloud business. Uh, but what's really interesting is that management consultants can't really be ranked on a five-star rating. Uh-huh. Uh, have you ever met a Harvard Business School grad that would generally think, yeah, five stars, that's how I'd rate my work. Yeah, no. does not work in the slightest. So we were basically solving the problem of how do you make the cloud, the you know, the human cloud economy work for the uh, for yeah, essentially some of the brightest people on planet Earth who can't really be reduced down to a five star rating. Um, although most of our rivals haven't yet worked that out. Interesting. So, so it's like a marketplace, is that right? There's a buyer, that's there's a seller. The, that's exactly it. It's a, it's a, it, but it's a little more intelligent. So we would take a uh, company's need instead of j- just letting them say, I want somebody who is ex McKinsey who went to Wharton and you know, is, you know, we'd say, what do you need them to do? We would then ask our technology would break down what they were trying to do, what competencies were required. And we would then run a match on our platform for people who had demonstrated those competencies. And then we would work out, right, who are the most highly ranking and then uh, arrange, connect them together and uh, hopefully they would get on well and would hire them. So, okay, so let's break down the metrics here. First things first, what year did you found the business in? So the business was founded in 2013, okay. uh, but we only went to market in 2014. So okay. my co-founder, Raj, was an MBA student at the Wharton Business School. Um, he himself had spent years in consulting and he'd recognized 
you know what? There are lots of these people who are going freelance for various reasons. Either they're having kids, they want to build their own startups, they don't want to work 80 hours a week at McKinsey. Yeah, no, something, uh, it, ma- it makes good sense. Do you remember, I always love asking this question, do you remember what first year revenue was? Um, I, so I, I, I'm the CTO, so I'm very much less focused <laughs> on the revenue. Uh, so I'm very much more focused on how do you build an amazing experience? So, uh, but then the, but the thing about the, uh, the thing that was really exciting about it for me was, um, I wasn't actually, so I actually joined the team like hesitantly. So I was actually someone who was a, a VP of strategy and I needed someone to help me solve some uh, problems that we couldn't find in our own company or we couldn't find through traditional networks. And the joy of the platform meant that I could actually find the exact person who knew exactly about which in this case. Just to be, hold on, Sally, I just want to make sure everyone's following. You were a VP at a different company. You were a customer of SkillBridge and that's how I you worked was, your way in. I was a customer. I was, I think, customer number two. Um, and basically, I couldn't find someone who knew anything about uh, uh, ComScore analytics um, and I didn't really understand them as well as I possibly should have done. So I needed someone to help me understand the data, et cetera. And none of the agencies could help me. Yep, uh, yep. And this is a large, this is the largest news publisher in the United Kingdom by volume. Uh, and you'd have thought they'd know they'd have great connections and they just, it just didn't work. So I resorted to what lots of people do and most lots start do start putting out on Facebook. So- um, Salim, real quick, Hari. Sorry, one of the one sorry. of the one of the key things that the listeners they absolutely love. You know, we just had Adam sure. Valkin on, who is a, a, an MD, a managing partner at uh, General Catalyst, right? Uh, yep. Total numbers guy, super smart. Uh, well, give us a sense before you tell us more about what the business does. Help us understand like scale and size. So it was founded in 2013. What, what is what was team size when you guys decide so, to sell? Uh, so we the company had a peak team size of seven. Okay, seven uh, remote or I'm- in person. In person and remote. So we basically, I'm British, but we basically, as was my co-founder, but being Brits, we found it easier to actually raise in the US than in our own home country. Uh, Kind of says a lot about London, but London's getting better. But for us, it made more sense to do that. So we then built the office in New York. But then the greatest thing about London and New York, you've got two of the greatest world cities with, uh, with uh, very different skill sets. So we found London a great base for engineering opera- and, and operations. We found New York a brilliant place for sales and marketing. So we basically built it across two, uh, so literally all, all across seven employees, all seven employees that were in one of those two offices. Yes, that's okay, correct. Great. And then how did, how did the business make money? What percentage did you take from the seller and what percentage did you take from a buyer? Um, so we didn't take anything. Uh, so... Uh, we basically took a twenty percent flat fee on any uh, on uh, on any work that was conducted through the platform. Okay, so very I simple, see very I straightforward. S- yeah, so I see one of the grads here, Sam Chaudhry. Okay, Sam Chaudhry has his has his you know his stuff listed. If he's saying that he's a grand per hour, are you are you taking the twenty percent out of that grand, or when the buyer buys him for a grand per hour, are you marking it up to twelve hundred? It's the uh, we're marking it up. Okay, you're marking it up. So the yep. the buyer is eating those costs. The seller gets exactly what they what they exactly. Are so so basically, every con- yeah consultants get the hourly rate that they ask for, um, and that's it. There's no bidding. There's no auctions. It's what you see is what you get, and we're very clear and transparent. We say uh-huh. this is what the the consultant is being uh, is earning. This is what the client is paying. We are transparent about fees because let's be quite frank and honest. Um, these people are going to work together quite closely. So. Let's be upfront. Yeah, it has to be good. And now you're a product guy, so you, I'm sure, are always studying how buyers and sellers are using the platform over your entire life. Uh, how many total buyers have there been and total sellers? 
Um, so the, there have been a total of seven and a half thousand people on the platform. Um, well, who are people? Are those are those Wharton grads trying to get work or people that have bought the Wharton grads? These are people trying to get work. Okay. Um, on in total, I think there's been uh, just about a, there were about a thousand or so uh, thousand or so people who've who've placed projects on the platform. So a thousand people are like what you were doing before you joined Skillbridge. A thousand people were looking for Wharton MBAs to hire through Skillbridge. Yes, that's okay, right. Got it. So just to make sure, a thousand people looking, seventy five hundred have their services listed. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Uh, very cool. What about funding history? Were you guys self funded? Uh, no, we were. Uh, we basically raised an, uh, an angel round, um, and uh, the n- most notable investors were uh, the Dormarine Fund. Yeah, 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 startups and 37 angels. And, and they were just an amazing bunch of people to work with. Was it typical? Um, I mean, did 500 do the typical deal? They put in 150 grand, take 7%. Um, I think we were, we were on different, we were, we've been slightly different, I think. So we weren't a classic incubator company. So did you actually go sense. through the program or not? You just, no, we didn't go through oh, the okay, program, okay. but we were a seed investment for, for 500. So how much total uh, did you raise? Was it 20 K is what's listed on Crunchbase? Is that all you raised or did you put, oh, put no, more? no, we raised a lot more than 20 K. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure whether I'm allowed to, what I'm allowed to disclose right now that we've got, that we've been acquired. Well, was but, it, was uh, it more, was it more than a hundred grand that you've raised? Oh, a lot more than a hundred grand. Less a than a million than, though. Uh, I, I'm not or sure. Around. This you've just asked the awkward question. I just will ask the what? No, that that's the awkward question. That's the awkward point where if I if I say one way or the other, it becomes very clear. Oh, oh I mean, well, don't get yourself in trouble. I'm just trying to get a sense of of how much funding you'd raise before you decide to sell the business. Yeah, it's, so, it's so yeah, it's it, it's it's uh, it's less than it's uh, less than two, uh, less than two million. Okay, perfect. That's helpful. So less than two million, more than a hundred grand. That leaves you enough wiggle room so you, you don't get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> seven seven team members. Um, okay, so give us a sense of actual like your sick uh, uh, the like the average kind of job you have 7,500 sellers, a thousand buyers. What, what, give us an example project you typically hiring for. You just gave one about comms core analytics. Give us another example. Oh yeah. So, um, a large number of our clients are in the private equity space and these are very demanding, very, uh, very sort of, uh, sophisticated buyers of consulting. So they would be looking to maybe invest in a, a high growth company and they would need someone to help with the due diligence. You had, uh, experience of that sector, something that they may not have themselves. So that would typically be a, you know, could be a week to two week project, uh, essentially w- building a due diligence pack on a certain company. Uh, pay rates can be anywhere between a hundred to two hundred and fifty dollars an hour, depending on the seniority. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, and oftentimes these would be remote. Sometimes it would be in person. So, what would the average order size be? If it's two fifty an hour, what would they pay for five, ten hours on average, or what? Um, it, it, it all depends, but, uh, you know, project sizes can be, uh, I'd say it's sort of the average project size is roughly, uh, 2k five, five to $10,000. Okay. Okay. So pretty we, healthy. Got, we, on purpose, we on purpose avoided the, uh, the, the very low end points, uh, yeah. because the reality is the consultants get, uh, burnt very quickly. We hear so many stories of people that have tried other, the other consulting platforms about how, oh, I, yeah, I would do these $502,000 projects. And the customers not all, weren't always yeah, aware of what they were buying. And um, it's just one of those, you know, the market's not, we haven't yet got to a point where it's easy to educate everybody. So right now we're working on just to keep the consultants engaged and happy, making sure clients that are comfortable and understand what they're using. And so yep. we actually had to vet the clients as well as the consultants. That's smart. So that's, I mean, that's, that's why you just got acquired, right? It's super high quality and curated. 
Well, I mean, if you look at the guys who've acquired as TopTel, they've built quite possibly one of the most amazing businesses that is like, it, usually with startups, they're better on the outside than on the inside. And then the more I discover with TopTel, I'm just like, wow, how does, you know, this is just an amazing business. They can literally filter and screen. Literally, they only have, they genuinely only take the 3% of people that apply for them for, their develop, for developers. And the fact that the success rates are so high, it's a pure fact that they are literally speaking to both clients and consultants, and sorry, in this case, developers, and making sure they both really know what they're, what they're getting into. So everybody starts on the right foot. Yeah. And we've, we shared very much that very, a very sort of similar vision. So, Well, and give us a sense, obviously the, the merge kind of just happened, but give us a sense of in March of 2016, how many, how many like total jobs were placed or matched in, in just March? In just March this year? Uh, I'm not, I can't give those figures out. Just yet. Okay. Oh, okay. Or is there, Sorry. can you give me a really big range? I mean, we're, we're like a hundred projects or 10,000 projects or a million, like, um, I, I, I literally will get into lots of trouble if I start telling you those. I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, give us t- my, the key question I'm asking is to try and get a sense of size, right? So use a different metric that you can tell that give me some sense of size in March of 2016. Um, okay. Let me think. Let me think. Um, Um, I, I, I really want to check my figures on this, but if I remember correctly, um, shall I say it now and then you can use it? If yeah. I, if yeah, we can I always concern. add it. Yeah, 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 that yeah, makes yeah. Sense. yeah. So um, if I remember correctly, there were roughly, uh, I think just under half a million dollars of projects posted on the platform. Oh, got it. Okay, so that's kind of a good metric to track. 500 grand of projects posted, meaning people like... Uh, people like the private equity firm are saying, I'm going to pay 20 grand to get due diligence done. So you did 20 grand up to 500 grand. So a lot of jobs. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And so help me understand the, the decision, the decision to sell. Well, right. You and your co-founder, why sell the business? Why, why not just keep doing it yourself? Um, well, it was really simple because uh, if you look at this, the space at the moment, it's hotting up like crazy. PwC have just entered the space. Deloitte have an entry in the space. Um, the reality was is that we can either do it one of two ways. We can raise more funding and get progressive growth. But then we met um, Tasso and um, some of the top tier guys at the Collision Conference last year. And the one thing, as we got to know them, they had nailed almost everything that we had wanted to do. And so we could either raise money and spend another two or three years playing catch up with them. Or we could essentially double down and essentially go in or go in altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the ability to leapfrog anybody else in the space, um, because TopTel have this amazing technology platform, they've been doing this and they refined the art of doing it beautifully in, over the last five years with developers and, morphing, and adjusting that to work with uh, consultants makes so much more sense than trying to rebuild it all ourselves. Yep. It's just a, it's all about, this game is going to be won by the people who can deliver the best service the fastest. We're at a tipping point now. This is where essentially high-end white-collar freelance is about to go go gangbusters. So when you when you did this, this wasn't like the acquisition. It you know it wasn't a case of like you guys were low on burn rate, so you needed a soft landing. I mean, did did investors and everybody make money from the deal, or was it just a strategic deal? Everybody's very everybody was very very happy with the deal. Um, the so does that, that means everybody made some, some some kind of money. Yes. Okay. Even if it was a little, they made some kind of money. Everybody made every everybody. Uh, the I, I want I so want to give you the figures because you can awesome. eventually. You have to come back on, right? And that'll be great once it's public. <laughs> 
Um, I saw How do you, let me ask a different question. Because you haven't revealed hard numbers, we can talk in terms of percentages and formulas because no one will be able to necessarily do the math. How do you value? How did the company like you get valued? Um, I think it's a bit of a it's a bit of a mix, right? So obviously, it's the client base that we have. We have MSAs with some of the what's an MSA. Uh, master services agreement. So an agreement to be able to provide services on set terms. Exclusively? So, uh, not exclusively, but it means that anybody within the company can simply say, right, I want to use uh, SkillBridge on our top tail business to do whatever project, and they don't have to go through procurement or anything like that. So, so is, it, is, it fair, is it fair to say, sorry, I, I, just because we're, we're getting close to the end, so okay, I want to jump go, right go. into this. Uh, is it fair to say, like, if, if you guys process in, processed in 2015, somewhere around $10 million in total jobs placed and actually executed, is that the number that they're basing the percentage, like a, a multiple off of or not? Um, I think there's a mix of like run rate revenue, but there's also the value in the platform, uh, in the having curated the talent, which acts as a starter block. Got also it. having built sort of the, I identify the t- technology that allow uh, and the, uh, basically it's the algorithms, understanding what makes, uh, what helps you identify quickly, whether something, somebody is good at what they do in the, for the consulting space yep. and that internal knowledge basically means that TopTal will be able to much more be able to go to market with a best in class product instead of having to uh, instead of having to learn incrementally through uh, through uh, through experience doing it and yourself it's, yep exactly it's the knowledge value yep, yep, um, yep. and TopTal you know you know we've got a restaurant of you know a list clients from the likes of AOL to Estee Lauder to Apollo Global they've got a restaurant of a list clients in the form of JP Morgan uh, KDDI Zendesk Airbnb and it's just we mix them, mix them together, and it just gets very potent very quickly. I mean, can you imagine? You know, companies like Accenture and McKinsey—they're all desperate to do both the strategy and the development piece. If you were to build either of those businesses today, you'd probably not build them with fancy offices and sort of, uh, you know, rainmaker partners. You'd probably build them as a platform. And in many ways, that's what I think Toptel are doing. They are basically building um, the future of, you know, uh, essentially on-demand talent. Yeah, that's great. Well, hey, Salim, before we get into my favorite part of the show, if people want to connect with you personally and follow this journey, where can they connect with you personally online? Uh, personally, I'm slightly hidden, unfortunately. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm not a, a, a an avid Twitter or anything, uh, but I can be found on LinkedIn where I post every now and again. Um, but if people want to experience the, the platform or software, uh, or if they find what we're interesting... I'm totally open. Email me at salim at toptel.com and I'd love to introduce people to the platform. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes and then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see 
sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Awesome. Well, Top Tribe, we will link to all of that in the show notes at NathanLatka.com forward slash the top 314. Again, forward slash the top 314. Okay, Salim, do you know what time it is? Uh, It's time to... (laughs) It's time for the Famous Five. Are you ready? Awesome. This is the wrap-up rapid-fire section. Quick answers. First question. What is your favorite business book? Favorite business book? Oh, probably right now, The Hard Thing of Hard Things. I'm sorry. It's unoriginal. It's okay. Ben Horowitz. It's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, No, not really. Okay. so if I'm absolutely honest, the only CEO I've always looked up to is Richard Branson, but then I'm British. Do you support the Virgin deal to Atlantic Air for $2.6 billion? No, no. <laughs> I wish Richard would stop selling his airlines. As I a know. Brit, we, we, you know, we had lovely airlines until Delta took it over. Yeah. Uh, Virgin Atlantic was great until Delta took it over. No, I'm scared. I'm yeah. very scared. We'll see what happens. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Uh, favorite online tool company uh, that I have. Um, actually, this is going to sound slightly weird, uh, but I am in total uh, in total love with Sunrise. Um, yep. So that's my favorite thing. But the thing that actually has changed my life is Thing Thing Keyboard. It is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I can actually work on my mobile phone and get files from one place Sorry, to another. What, think Think Keyboard? Thing Thing Keyboard. Okay. Um, it's uh, It's been in Apple's featured apps. It's basically a replacement keyboard. But what's so cool about it is that if I'm in an email and I've got a file in Dropbox, I don't have to multitask in and out multiple apps. I literally press a button on the keyboard. It shows me my Dropbox files. I click that button. It's inserted straight away. Oh, very it's cool. such a time saver. Awesome. Number four is uh, yes or no. As you're building this empire, you just sold it. You have obviously a new job. Yes or no. Are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? I wish I could get eight hours sleep a night. No. Okay. Last question, Salim. What's your current situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? I'm sadly single. Okay. And how old are you? 32. Okay. Take us back 12 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I wish I knew the value of persevering no matter what. I love that. Guys, persevere. Keep at it. You heard it here from Salim, who launched. He's had many, much experience in the digital space at News Corp, but his, his newest baby, Skillbridge, just exited. They're placing jobs, over 500,000 in projects listed in March alone, just acquired by Toptal, so they can truly take over this consulting world. Salim, thank you for taking us to the top. Awesome, guys. If you enjoyed Salim today, go back and listen to Ethan yesterday. He is not an artist, but he sold $5 million worth of art. How'd he do it? Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.